Church Podcast. For more information, visit www.ourcitychurch.org. How many people are ready for the Word of God? Well, I've got some goodies here before I go into the Word of God. I wrote a book called Acceleration. In the last seven years, we've seen over 50,000 people united in New England. I believe God has revealed some secrets. They're practical th things that you can use in business and family. Matter of fact, this morning, I'm going to be teaching a little portion from this book. So if, if anybody needs some acceleration, that's going to be a blessing to you. This CD here is called Piano Devotional. God led us into the ministry of prayer and fasting for the last seven years. We take every three days. We take three days every month to just fast and pray and wait upon God. In one of those fastings, we recorded this music. If you're looking for quiet times with the Lord, this is just instrumental. Amen. And this is called Hungry for More. God bless you. Well, this morning, I'm so excited to speak here at City Church. It's amazing to see the growth. It's amazing to, to see this great church in such a short time. And, and there's four other locations. This is crazy. It's wild. Somebody say, this is wild. What a blessing. Amen. And I want to just thank you also for participating in the offering this morning and giving. This is a generous church. You know, uh, I want to thank you. Pastor Justin, and thank City Church. I want to thank you guys publicly here for giving to the ministry of United Night of Worship. Uh, Justin just talked about how we're doing these nights of worship all, everywhere, but we depend on churches to support us, and City Church supports us every single month. Amen? Come on, let's put our hands together for that. Every single month, every single month, and we're able to start new nights of worship we are also planting a church this September, like Pastor Justin talked about it. And uh, you guys already sent us a, a good fat check. You know, Justin handed me an envelope. He said, hey, man, here you go. And, and uh, man, I got home and opened that thing, and I was rejoicing and dancing. And we are putting it right into the work of God, the kingdom of God. We are planting a church five miles away from Harvard University. And so we, we're believing God for great things. And thank you for sowing to that. Amen? Awesome. Well, this morning I want to speak on a topic, very interesting topic, called spiritual surfing. Spiritual surfing. Say that with me. Spiritual surfing. One more time. Spiritual surfing. A little louder. Spiritual surfing. <laughs> One more time, like an African. Spiritual surfing. <laughs> One more time, like a preacher, like Pastor Justin. Spiritual surfing. Turn to your neighbor, tell them, get your preacher voice on. Get your preacher voice on. <laughs> now say, spiritual surfing. <laughs> I actually haven't spoken on the Holy Spirit in 10 years. The last time I heard anybody speaking on the Holy Spirit, it was actually Justin at Brave Generation. It was powerful. I just haven't. And I just, I texted my wife this morning, and it just so happens I obeyed God. I said, God, I'd like to talk about some other cool stuff, you know, some other really cool stuff. And he said, no, speak on the Holy Spirit. I, ju I actually just found out that this week is actually the, um, today and this week is the day of Pentecost. Something like that. I just found out. I hope Google is not lying. I hope, I hope you make each, um, I hope you checked your sources. But I believe so. People are actually Instagramming and Facebooking. Today is the day of Pentecost. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I obeyed the Holy Spirit. But listen, it's not going to be, let me tell you, it's not going to be spooky. <laughs> it's going to be powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. One more time, spiritual surfing. Today, I just came 
to ask you to stop swimming and to start surfing. It's time to stop swimming and to start surfing. Let's go to that next. Uh, I want to tell you the difference between swimming and surfing. When you swim, you rely on your own strength for movement. But when you surf, you rely on the wave. When you swim, you use a lot of energy with little movement. But when you surf, you accelerate. When you swim, you have limited vision of the horizon. But when you surf, you have better vision. One more time, when you swim, you rely on your own strength for movement. A lot of us are relying on our own strength, our own experience, our own degrees, and our own uh, intellect. And nothing wrong with being skilled. Nothing wrong with being knowledgeable. I pray that we all get to study a lot and know a lot of things. And I pray that we all get to hone on our skills and build ourselves and become strong and, and become wiser. But I want you to know something, that it's better to rely on the Holy Spirit. It's better to rely on the Holy Spirit. Those that are married, you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Way too many people are burnt out. People are burning out. People are depressed. And by the way, did you know this? That America is officially the most depressed country in the world now. Statistically. More people are taking pills. More people are depressed. More people are sad. How many people know it's time to change the, stati the statistics? Amen. And depression is just as much in the church as it is out there. But we have the Holy Spirit to rely on. And today I came by City Church just to tell you, stop swimming and start riding on the waves of the Holy Spirit. You're going to get a lot more done and you're going to get there much faster and you're not going to be burnt out. And it's going to look good as well. When you're swimming, you're puffing and you're going crazy. But when you surf, you just stand there. Hey, take a picture. Take a picture. It looks great. It's easy, but you get there faster. How many people are ready to start surfing in Jesus' name? I want to start surfing. I want to start surfing. It's fast. Some of those people who go surfing, they travel at 60 miles an hour. You can't do that swimming. And when you swim, your head is in the water. You're swimming like this. You look up, you go down, but when you surf, you're actually standing on the water. You got a better view of the, of the horizon. You can see clear. You can see the horizon. And some of us are struggling with direction, always struggling with direction. We don't know what we should be studying even though we're in college. We don't know how to love our wife. We, just, we don't know what we should be doing with our career. We just don't know what we actually should be doing. There's no vision. Maybe you're doing it in your own strength. But I pray today that by the end of this message, we're going to begin to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Here on this Pentecost week, we're going to begin to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you seven things that surfers do. And we're going to learn how to ride on the ways of the Holy Spirit through the art of surfing. Amen. How many people have been surfing here before? gone surfing here before. Well, I'll tell you this. I've never gone surfing before, but I'm going to teach you how to surf today. <laughs> I know how to surf spiritually. I know how to surf spiritually. You heard my testimony. God told me to tell my testimony everywhere I go and not to be ashamed of it. 
We have seen over 50,000 people gather and worship in the last seven years. When we started our ministry, I was homeless. When we started our ministry, people told us, Zenzo, this doesn't happen in New England. But how many people know that this is not the work of man? It's the work of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not any close to being burnt out. My wife and I, man, we're not, we're not burning out because we don't rely on our own strength. We don't try to make things happen. We rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, are you ready? Somebody shout seven. Seven things that surfers do. If I can find my iPhone here and uh, stop it from shutting down every two minutes. Here we go. Where is it? Here we go. Found it. Here we go. Well, number one, surfers know that they can never create a wave. Number one, surfers know this one thing, that they can never create a wave. They can never create a wave. Never create a wave. John chapter 14, verse 26. If you're writing, write this down. John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but, but the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring you all to his remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. He shall teach you all things. Somebody say all things. One more time, all things. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Surfers know this one thing, that if they're going to ride on a high wave, and if they're going to ride into the horizons, into the great waves, into the greatness of God, that even though they hone in on their skills, even though they practice, even though they learn and become good at what they do, they know this one thing, that they can't do it without the wave. They can't do it without the wave. I've told you, you should study. Get more and more degrees as much as you can. Get experience. But you have to know this one thing. If you're going to get the job done and do some great things with God, you have to not rely on your own skill. You have to learn and study, but don't rely on your own skill. I believe that God is raising the Daniel generation. Daniel was so skilled. He was so learned. The Bible says he was wiser so many times wiser than the people in Babylon. But Daniel would fast and pray, would seek God. He would, he would seek and consult the Holy Spirit. He would seek God. And the Bible says there was so much, he was so much smarter than the rest of them. Because as smart as he was, Daniel did not rely on himself. Daniel did not rely on his own intellect. He relied on the power of God, on the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to get to a place where we pray this prayer. God, I'm desperate for you. God, I can't do it without you. I'm in this school program right now. Yes, I'm smart. Yes, I'm studying, but I can't do it without you. God, I can't stay married without you. Listen, I'm, I'm as African as it gets, and my wife is as Italian as it gets. She's Italian, okay? And in the first year of our wedding, of our marriage, we knew that we were not going to make it by ourselves. <laughs> See, I thought I was very experienced. You know why? I thought I was really experienced because my parents have been married forever. They love each other. They can't get enough of each other. If you see my parents, they're, they're, those kind of parents would be like, guys, that's kind of gross. You need, can you take, get a room, guys? Get a room, bishop. <laughs> get a room. I mean, they share water bottles. They... Like, guys, come on, chill out a little bit. 
So I thought I knew how to be married because I was raised in a great, great, great family, watching a great marriage. Now, for my wife, and she doesn't mind me saying this, it was a lot different at home. Her parents are married, but, and they're doing great now. But back then, they went through a lot of stuff. They went through a lot of stuff. Her father is not saved, and her mother is saved. And they, so they went through a lot of stuff. So, but I thought I can do this thing, man, because, <laughs> because I came from a great marriage. But boy, as soon as we came back from honeymoon, World War Thirteen broke out in our house. I'm talking, it was crazy. I was like, I was shouting like an African person. She was going crazy like an Italian person. I was like, this woman is crazy. She's like a, a god daughter of, of, of the godfather of Don Corleone. I was like, she's got that mafia spirit on her, man. Boy, it was wild in there. It was crazy. It was wild, man. She... Thank God she got delivered from that Italian temper. She had that real serious Italian temper. When she got mad, it was a shutdown. Pound it, pound it, girl, pound it. <laughs> it was crazy. And I was thinking, why is this thing going crazy? I know how to be married. And I heard the voice of God saying, Zenzi, you're trying to do it in your own way. You're trying to do it in your own way. Your parents' marriage survived because they were relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. You need to start doing the same. And we started praying. We started seeking God. I started fasting and asking God and praying. And, and, and we were crying out to God. Same with my wife. She was crying out, God, help our marriage. Help us. I mean, there was a time we never even thought we were going to make it. I was like, man, you know what? I made a mistake. I made a mistake, boy. I married into the mafia family. I made a mistake. I need out. I need to be out of here before I wake up dead one of these days. Listen, we would, we would fight so much sometimes. I'd think, man, and then I'd watch some mafia movies, and I was like, man, she's, there's a baseball bat in the closet, boy. One of these days, I might not. I may not wake up alive. But we started praying. We started praying and seeking God together. And we committed to praying every day. And honestly, we don't actually get to pray every single day. But we've committed to pray every day. We pray more than we don't. And there are seasons where we're up, seasons where we're down. But we always come back and say, honey, we need to pray. We, we committed to praying at least five minutes every single day. And I want to encourage every married person to commit to praying at least five minutes every single day. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Listen, there was a good friend of ours. Her name is April. Doctors told her you're never going to have babies anymore. If you try to have another baby, you're going to die because there are complications inside of you. So they tied, her they tied her tubes. They tied her tubes. Well, long story short, April got pregnant. And the doctors were going crazy. How in the world did you get pregnant? We tied your tubes. Long story short, she's had a beautiful baby son. Uh, today, he's four years old after they tied her tubes. See, doctors are experienced, but God and the Holy Spirit created April. And God knows better about April's body than the doctors do. And I'm here to say to you, if you rely on your experience, you're going re to see results coming out of you that, are, that can only be measured by what your experience can produce. 
But what God is trying to do with you is greater than what your degree can do for you. What God is trying to do for you is greater than what your bank account can pay for. It's time to begin to rely on the Holy Spirit. Surfers know this one thing, that they cannot create a wave. Second thing, surfers wait. Surfers wait. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not grow faint. They shall run and not grow weary. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. It's time to begin to wait upon God. It's time to begin to wait upon God. It's time to begin to spend time with God before you run off into your office, before you go to your college, before you go to do what you do. Mothers, before you start the day with the kids, refill your tank with the Holy Spirit. Many people are running on an empty gas tank, and they're on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Too many people stressed out because we are relying on ourselves. We should rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. There was one day when we were studying our ministry, I was pursuing this man of God to have an appointment with him because I thought he was going to help me. And for two years, I was still trying to pursue this guy to just give me an appointment so I can talk to him and ask him for a favor. Two years pursuing him. And finally, I went through like five secretaries or something and got to get an appointment. I'm so glad I don't have to go through five secretaries to get to Pastor Justin. He's so accessible. He's a, that's a great man of God. But after two years, I got an appointment. And the drive was going to take me 30 minutes to get there. And I knew I needed to give myself an hour because of the Boston traffic. You guys got any traffic up here? Boston is crazy. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, when I got in the car, I only had 30 minutes to get there. And I just knew it. I'm not going to make it because of the crazy Boston traffic. And to make Matters worse, when I started driving, I noticed that my gas tank was on E, thanks to my lovely wife. <laughs> my gas tank was on E, and I was like, man, and I tried to stop at a gas station, and there was a, there was a queue there. There was a, there was a long line, and I just knew I was not going to make it. So I said to myself, you know what? You've done this before. You can get there without gas. You can make it there. Any, any fellas in here know how to do that? Any fellas here can honestly say, man, I just drive that thing and I get there. Come on. I'm daring. Any, come on, fellas. Don't, don't leave me hanging right here. Come on. Come on. There we go. There we go. I said, man, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. So I started driving. And just when I was in the middle of the tunnel, yep, you guessed right. The car started shaking. I was like, No! I started praying like an African dude. I said, oh, God, help me. And I was driving a Mitsubishi. I was like, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi, Mitsubishi. Help God. And then I had a revelation. If I told God how much I loved him, that he wouldn't let this car die. I said, God, I love you so much. And then I said, God, if you love me, don't let this thing die. The car died right there. Right there, in the middle of the tunnel. I missed that appointment, 
This dude was so upset with me, by the way. To this day, he's never given me another chance. <laughs> so upset with me, this dude. But that's what's happening with a lot of us. We're running on E. We're running on an empty tank. But we need the Holy Spirit to fill us up again. We need the Spirit of God to fill us up again. That, that strain in the marriage, that strain in the workplace, that the reason you're short with people around you, the reason you're upset very quickly, you, you may need to refill yourself again. The Holy Spirit needs to fill you up. Spirit of God needs to fill you up. That's why the Bible says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew, renew, refill, renew, refresh, renew. They shall be renewed. They shall be renewed. So I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus that God is going to give you grace to begin to wait upon God. How many people want that? Lift up your hands. Let me declare that over you. Father, in the name of Jesus, give them grace. Give them the discipline to wait upon you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. Third thing is surfers take courage. Number three. Surfers take courage. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Because of the spirit who lives in you. I want you to know that the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the Bible says the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you. And it says it will give life. He will give life to your mortal bodies. He will give you life. He will give you courage. He will give you life to your mortal bodies. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is on your inside. I want you to know this. I'm not a black man. I'm a spirit man that happens to dwell in a black African container. The real me is a spirit. This is just the container that I, that I am in. The real you is a spirit. And I want you to know something. When you are concentrating on the flesh, if you don't spend time with God and don't pray, don't pray What's more aware, you're more aware of your natural realm. You're more aware of your flesh. But when you begin to wait upon God and spend time in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit begins to give you life. It begins to give you the same power that raised God from the dead. Courage is not a natural thing. Courage is a spiritual thing. When we're studying our ministry, Oh, man, I went to these guys, and I say to them, I need you to give me this building so we can come and worship. This happens to me a lot, by the way. Before we went to City Hall Plaza in 2013, where we saw 10,000 people gathered, lifting holy hands in Boston, I went to them, and I said, I need you to give us the City Hall Plaza so we can worship. And they say, no, it's not going to happen. We don't do this stuff here. This is Boston. And I was scared. They were intimidating. There's big boys in there in that room. And I was there with my small African self. Matter of fact, one of the guys had the nerve to say to me, we are not collecting money for African orphans right now. I said, no, nah, this is not what I came for. <laughs> I came before because we need that building to use it for God. 
One of the times these guys were literally laughing. They, they were laughing. To use it for what? I said, God. They're like, you got, you got a sense of humor. To use it? I said, to use it for God. And I went home that day, my wife would tell you, and I went to bed at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, scared, intimidated. I felt like a failure. But then I went into a time of fasting and prayer. I came out of the natural and went into a time of fasting and prayer, began to wait upon God. And my spirit man was quickened. And right there, I left this prayer room and I went back to those same guys and I said to them, guys, guess what's going to happen? You're going to give us the city hall plaza. And we're going to worship there. And guess what else is going to happen? You're going to give me a contract right now. I'm not leaving this place today without signing a contract. And we're going to worship God here. And by the way, we're going to get thousands of taxpayers there. And they're going to worship. And we have the right to be here. So let's sign the contract. I was surprised when the guys went back in the room and they brought a contract out. You know why? Because the spirit of courage was upon me. Somebody shout hallelujah. Courage is not a natural thing. It's a spiritual thing. And I'll tell you what, we live, we live in a generation, we, li we are living in a season in America where we desperately need courageous Christians. We desperately need courageous Christians. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. Surfers understand that each wave is different. You see, this is new to me. I caught a friend of mine who goes surfing in Florida. And he told me that each wave is different. He told me that just like each snowflake is actually different, just like you and me have a set of fingerprints that have never existed before, past, present, and future, that each wave that comes, out of all the trillions of the waves that are going on the waters right now, none of them are alike. Isn't that crazy? Sounds like God to me. That's like God. God is too much of a creator to repeat something twice. He's too much of a creator. And the spirit of God, when you learn to ride on the ways of the spirit of God, you're going to begin to do something new. I came here today to declare that the spirit of pioneering is upon you in the name of Jesus. I came here to prophesy that God is going to raise pioneers. You're going to do something that no man has ever done in this city. You're going to do something that nobody in your family has ever done. You're going to begin to do things that have never been done in your field of experience, in your arena of influence. If you're in science, get ready. God is getting ready to give you some research that nobody else has done. If you're in medical science, get ready. I prophesy that people from this church are going to begin to research and create medication that nobody has created before in the name of Jesus. If you believe that and if you receive that, say hallelujah. I believe that in the name of Jesus. How many people in business here? How many people in business here? I believe that God is releasing a dispensation. One of those waves is going to be a dispensation. The spirit of God, the spirit of innovation is coming upon people. In the name of Jesus. I believe that the next Steve Jobs, the next Bill Gates is going to come out of the house of God. And I'm just foolish enough to believe that the next Steve Jobs can come out of City Church in the name of Jesus. Oh, you can, you can clap your hands better in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Do it, Father. Listen, I believe God is going to raise millionaires because we have to preach the gospel. I believe that God is going to raise the Daniels of this generation. That are not afraid to have influence, but are humble enough to know that their influence is just a platform to be used for the glory. In the name of Jesus, the spirit of God 
is a spirit of pioneering. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. It says, behold I do a new thing. Behold I'm doing a new thing. Can you perceive it? Can you see it? But how can we see unless we begin to come out of the natural and begin to spend time with the Holy Spirit? I believe we're living in days where if you're in finance and you invest money for people, I believe that you're going to begin to pray and the Holy Spirit is going to tell you exactly where to invest, which stock to invest in, even if it doesn't look good. And everybody's going to be like, you're crazy investing our money in this particular stock. But in, <laughs> in just a few days, God is going to begin to work miracles and bless you because you're waiting upon the Holy Spirit. I pray if you're a business person that you don't go into another meeting without consulting the Holy Spirit. There's a guy in England called Matthew Ashimolowo. He's a Nigerian pastor who pastors the largest church in the UK. A church literally of over 50,000 members. Now, when they were buying their building, he prayed and sought the Lord, and the Lord told them to buy a particular piece of land that looked very insignificant, looked very ugly, building was old and everything, and God said, buy this building. And then he saw another place, which was more beautiful, looked better, was excellent, and God said, no, 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 don't buy that one. Buy this ugly piece of land. Long story short, he obeyed the Holy Spirit and buy this ugly piece of, bought this ugly piece of land. And years later, the Olympics went to England, to London, England. And they wanted this particular piece of land. They needed to demolish it and create one of the tracks for, for the Olympics. And they went to this guy and they paid him 10 times what he bought that place for. Matter of fact, they paid him 10 times the value the appreciated value of this land because he consulted the Holy Spirit. I'm here to tell you that the things that God wants to do with your life are things that your bank account cannot even finance because the power of the Holy Spirit is going to lead you in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where are we? Number what? Number what? Number five. And by the way, let me just say this. Still on number four. Let me just say this. Don't die with my stuff. God wants to use you to bless this city. God wants, you to, wants to use you to bless this generation. Boy, we have too many families that are still hungry right here in the city. We have people that are dying right here in the city. And God has put the answers inside of you. Please don't die with my stuff inside of you. Please don't die with our stuff inside of you. Please don't die with the solutions of this city inside of you. Listen to the Holy Spirit and rise up. Take courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. Number, f number five. Number five? Yeah. Surfers balance. Somebody shout balance. Surfers balance. When you finally ride on the wave, you have to balance. Matter of fact, how long you're going to ride the, the wave is determined by your ability to balance. By your ability to balance. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 5.22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. 
our, in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you finally are experiencing the power of God and God is doing great things, you have to balance. Too many people, too many people are falling in sin, affairs, all kinds of stuff. Matter of fact, divorce is a, is a two out of three right now. Out of two, two out of every three marriages are going to end up in, we need to change that. It's because people are too wary with their businesses and their companies and everything that they're doing and they're not balancing but it's the holy spirit who's going to help us the fruit of the holy spirit is going to help us to be faithful it's going to help us to be patient it's going to help us to have self-control surfers balance number six surfers understand that pressure creates waves let me say that again surfers understand that pressure creates waves this is how waves are created the wind comes and hits the ocean and pressure is created. And then the wave comes. The greater the pressure, the greater the wave, the faster the wave. I want you to know some of you are going through some of the crazy thing, craziest things in your life. All hell is breaking loose. You've been through things in your family, sickness in your family, losing a job. Just things are going all over the place. Things are going crazy. I want you to know that God is going to use that pressure to actually bless you. God is going to use that pressure to create opportunities. When my wife and I were having our first baby, I'm a songwriter, so I wrote this uh, song called Jesus is Lord over our family. And when we went in there and she was getting ready to push the baby, I started playing the music and I said, honey, just worship, just worship. And the contractions were increasing and I was like, honey, just worship. Contractions were increasing. I said, honey, just worship. And one time she said, honey, stop the music. I was like, how can you tell me to stop the music? I want our baby to be born in the glory. She said, stop the music. And I went to a corner and I was like, okay, you can deliver that baby by yourself without the glory. But you know what happens? I want you to know this. A mother cannot go in a room at nine months and just begin to push a baby. She has to wait for contractions. Contractions are waves in the muscles. They are painful, but you can't birth without them. You can't birth, you can't birth a baby without contractions. They tell you to push in the direction of the contractions. Matter of fact, they wait until the contractions are so painful and are so big. Then they tell you to push. And I'm here to just announce to you, some of you have gone through so much in your life, but I'm here to announce to you, that those waves are not there to kill you. That pain, that pressure is there to help you push in the name of Jesus. And here's a scripture for it. Second, Second Corinthians 12.10. That is why for Christ's sake I delight, in I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulty. For when I am weak, Christ is strong. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet if you can. The seventh one is simply this. Surfers know this, that there's always another wave coming. There's always another wave coming. There's always another wave coming. I don't care how many mistakes you've made. I don't care if you're on your third marriage and it's, and, and it's over. I don't care if you've made so many mistakes in business and you've lost so many opportunities. I want you to know this. There's always another wave coming. And there's a great wave that's coming to this church in Jesus' name. Lift up your hands. I want to pray for you. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. We honor you, God. Holy Spirit, we invite you in this place. 
Father, today we make a commitment. We're going to stop swimming. We're going to stop relying on our own strength, on our own achievements, on our own intellect, and we're going to begin to trust in the Holy Spirit. And God, I prophesy that this church is going to be a beacon of light in Connecticut, in New England, in the name of Jesus. That it's going to be a church that produces miracles because of the power of the Holy Spirit. God, thank you for that great building that they're going to buy, not because of the finances they have in their account, but because of the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for this is going to be a place when doctors have said we can't do anything for you. City Church will be the place that they send people to because the presence of the Holy Spirit is in this place. We honor you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen and amen. For more information and resources, visit www.ourcitychurch.org.